Hello and welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser. My name is Lucas Maxwell and I'm the librarian here at Glenthorne Library. I'm in the library now recording this on a Saturday. And yeah, I don't know why I needed to tell you that, but I did. And here I am. Uh, I'm going to talk today about, uh, surprise, surprise, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, this is going to be more about tips for players. I've done a lot of tips for DMs. Um, Game Masters, Dungeon Masters, whatever. I'm going to do tips for new players, um, things that I've learned or observed. Being a player, very I haven't actually been a player that much, to be honest. I've been a Dungeon Master most of the time, but things that I feel make the game move smoother, faster, more efficiently. Um, in a library setting, public library or school library, you're... Um, your time is very precious, so these things can help save time. <laughs> um, and I would say uh, the first thing, the first tip I would do is uh, take notes, and that is uh, absolutely crucial. So taking notes is very important, so have a notebook. I try to ensure that um, every player... Uh, that we that that when I started out had a, had their own notebook, um, and I was very lucky that I was able to purchase some notebooks for them, D and D style notebooks. But it doesn't have to be that. And what some of them have done is have pasted their character sheet in the um, in their notebooks. But just having a notebook in general is uh, is crucial. Uh, so taking notes very important. So what do you take notes uh, on? <laughs> um, Essentially, everything. Um, it makes sure that you're giving um, attention to to the game itself. And it shows the Dungeon Master that you're taking it seriously, so the DM doesn't have to repeat uh, names of people, places, and things like that. Um, especially treasure, you should always be just taking. They should just be taking notes. So it's very important that they're they are doing that, and it's just good practice, really. Uh, place names, people's names, uh, shop names, anything unusual that has happened, any tidbits of information. Uh, they meet an NPC in the street. They may think it's important. You may be scrambling in your brain and, and as a DM and creating that person on the spot. They don't know that. And but it'd be cool. It's cool if they if they remember these things and ask about them. They may be complete red herrings, but taking notes is, um, in my opinion, uh, a really important uh, part of it. Um, it also is fun to look back on when you've got a notebook full of <laughs> notes. That uh, you know, I date my notes. I date my initiative uh, score. So when I or sheets when I have a big fight um, coming up. I date it, and I have all the characters there, um, which is fun to look uh, look back on. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing is really is to don't take over. That's another uh, another good tip, in my opinion. And what do I mean by that? Um, kind of respect the um, the other players at the table, and that might seem kind of straightforward, but you will find there are people who speak up more than others and that just might be their nature i think as a dungeon master a good dungeon master should be asking everybody what's going on at the table but a good player will also ask other players you know what their opinion is what their take is um they should obviously avoid 
trying to speak for everyone or always speaking out first or always taking things um, that, you know, they find or always being the one who is the center of attention, if that makes sense. So uh, just like real life, I think. Uh, but a good DM should kind of squash that, really. If it's becoming too much, they should be able to go around the table. Um, what I do as a DM with students sometimes, <clears throat> if they're in a town even, uh, in a non-combat scenario, I will go around almost like an initiative order without rolling. So I'll just say, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go around the table that way. It's a turn order, but it's um, it's when they're even doing non-combat things. So... Um, a good player will allow other players to have their moments and not jump in, um, not hijack uh, their, if they have something to say or if they're introducing themselves even. Um, really, it's it's um, an important way to make sure that everyone's having fun, <clears throat> not feeling uh, left out or not feeling like uh, they don't have a say in the game. Because, again, a good DM will, the players will will form the story. So that's something that's quite important. Um, the other thing on top of that, it's almost like, a, you know, it sounds um, contradictory, but it's actually to ask a lot of questions. And as a player, you should be constantly asking, not constantly, but you should be asking questions about what's going on, uh, especially if you're a new player. The only way the DM is going to work out if you the DM may not know what you know or don't know so a good DM will ask will will inform you that you should be asking questions or ask if you have any questions and a, a, a new player should be asking a lot of questions why did we do it this way why is it why is this happening even if, if you don't know so and again a good DM will and not be worried about any of that uh, or, you know, be concerned about you asking anything like that. Um, it's just something that you should uh, you should be aware of. You should be <clears throat> constantly asking and using your notes to make sure you um, have those at the ready so you can jot things down, especially if it's things that are rule-based. Um, that's just my <laughs> opinion. Um, because you can always jot it down. Always ask again uh, later. But uh, you should definitely uh, be asking a lot of questions. Um, the next thing comes, and this relates to uh, asking questions, uh, but this is uh, creating a a really fleshed out backstory for your character, which our students really enjoy doing. Uh, most of them, I would say, enjoy doing that. <clears throat> Some kind of just have a basic one, but it's been really fun to watch them develop these backstories. Uh, there's so much openness to D and D. It it's more than just choosing like fighter, human fighter. There's more to that. Like, where do they come from? What's their What's their story? What's their deal? Um, what do they? What dreams do they have? What flaws? What goals? Etc. Um, you should definitely like write out where how they were raised, where they were raised, what's their personality like, what are the things that um, formed, were like formative moments in their lives. Um, it 
will not only help the DM, and that should be sent to the Dungeon Master. Uh, I make sure the students send me their characters' stories as much as possible, and I try to work with them to tie it to the campaign. I won't tell them exactly how it's going to be tied to the campaign, but I will give them, like, hooks or, or um, you know, how about this? How about your character also experience this? And why I'm doing that is because... Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, we had a character who um, I had a campaign set in the jungle where I knew eventually they would find um, a man trapped under rubble. He had been kind of kidnapped um, by these these wizards and um, evil wizards. They were looking for something, and he was a very intelligent man, uh, almost like a scholar who knew the, this lost language. So I had this character, a student who wanted to make a a kind of it was set in the jungle, so he wanted to make like a frog based character, a grung, if you will, <clears throat> and it was called, and it was really fun. And I thought he wanted it to be the character lived outside of the jungle, was taken out of the jungle, then has come back to the jungle later in life, and I thought it would be cool if this scholar guy raised him, took him from the jungle, uh, you know, found him in the jungle, maybe near death and felt bad, and took him back to the Candlekeep Library, this big library, and raised him there and was a professor there or a lecturer there or something or a scholar, taught him the language that he knew, and then one day went missing. And he was into he. The reason why he came to the the jungle island was that he discovered the trail led him there because he thinks his adopted adopted father had taken him had had been taken there for some reason. And he that was his motivation. And so he had this whole thing fleshed out. And then I tied it in. It took a while, but it was that was just one player. But it was a lot of fun to do that. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So. It's really important to do it. It makes the game much more fun. And when they found him in the rubble, it was a big moment. And the whole thing was that this this student who had a frog <laughs> player, his his goal was to keep this character alive, um, this non-player character. Um, and he managed to do it, but it was touch and go there for a while. Um, it's, it's really important to do that. Um, the other thing I would say is, this goes for the dungeon master as well is to always have the i mean the player's handbook is probably the best resource for you i don't really use the dungeon master manual dungeon what dungeon master's manual or the dungeon master's guide is what i'm trying to say man very much it's just my uh just the way i i haven't been able to do much many homebrews i do do some but um the uh, the player's handbook is the one that I go to time and time again, and it's something that the players should have it have at the ready as well. Especially if they need to look up specific, uh, even basic spells uh, or stats about their uh, their their class or race. Um, it's they should also become familiar with it, in my opinion. So I always stress it uh, as much as possible. It's really it's a really important one. Um, so that's something there that you should do. I definitely should have the uh, player's handbook uh, ready at all times. <laughs> um, the other thing that, and this go again, I, these also relate to the Dungeon Master because, as I've said before, the Dungeon Master is a player as well. So 
you should definitely uh, keep this in mind. But and that is to not get upset or if the une- not get upset if the unexpected happens or not to worry if the unexpected happens um, to essentially expect the unexpected uh, to happen. It's when you're a dungeon master. I know now. I've been doing even in four years is not a long time, but I've been doing it for almost four years and. I know things aren't going to go the way I plan, and that's good. They shouldn't, really. Um, you shouldn't expect everything to go the way you have written it down as a dungeon master because that's railroading. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be giving them as much freedom. And as a player, you might have a specific <clears throat> goal in mind or expectation of a combat a scenario or anything. I'll give an example. I play with adults. um Play uh, D and D with adults on a weekly basis, and um, uh, we had a player death. Uh, it was a tragic, <laughs> a tragic moment. A fight against a cults group in a in a kind of a, a damp, dank uh, keep, and he just failed all three death saves before anybody could get to him. And we died. So we, we, I let him roll up a new character right in that session as the others did their thing. And they decided they were going to, um, uh, while this new character was being formed, the other characters survived the fight, found a clue that led them up the side of a mountain. They were traversing the mountain when they met the new character, um, uh, up going on up there as well. He joined them, coincidentally. And I had in my head, um, I if they had a failed certain number of roles they were going to experience an avalanche they failed those roles survival skills <laughs> doing terrible roles uh, the avalanche came down and it was like a series of ability checks um, perception dexterity and strength see if how quick they see the snow coming down the ice dexterity see if they can hop out of the way strength to see if they can grab onto something uh, to avoid being swept away um, every character survived except the new, brand new character that this guy had made, and he failed all three. And I rolled for damage, and it was exactly the enough damage to perma kill him. And plus, he was buried by the snow, and they failed survival checks to find him. Perception, they could not find him. <laughs> he he died. I, he died without doing anything other than really rolling to avoid an avalanche, which he failed. A brand new character. That is the unexpected, and I didn't expect that. And I had to kind of check in with that player, like, is that all right? <laughs> because, and he thought it was hilarious, luckily. Um, we've been playing together for a while now, a couple of years now, and he did think it was hilarious, so it was no issue. But it was, uh, you know, a weird moment, really, for him to lose two characters in one session. And um, that's not really happened to me before. Uh, and so that that is definitely unexpected. <laughs> um, uh, basically, that's something that you have to be ready for. And some players may, um, may be not happy with something like that. Um, so that's something that you have to kind of be ready for. And that kind of ties into my next one, which is essentially you need to play with the right people. If you find you're in a situation where some people aren't being cool about certain things or they're not honoring the game or the story or they're, they're constantly derailing things or constantly 
annoying people with stupid uh, actions on purpose. Uh, if their player's personality um, calls for it, then that's fine. I I had a player who was a rogue, and the rogue loved to steal stuff. Uh, he made his he survived on his backstory was that he survived by stealing. So when he sees something kind of glinting in the moonlight in the woods, shiny, he wants to go for it. And the other players are like, please don't. And he went in and, of course, was attacked by um, these huge spiders and they almost killed the party and things like that. So, But the character's personality called for it. It wasn't the student's um, personality being a jerk, if you see what I mean. There's a big difference, and you'll know when you see that. Um, and you need to, uh, unfortunately, find another group or or they need to get rid of that person if they're constantly ruining the game for you. And again, this is the base. The baseline is that if you aren't having fun, then if everyone's not having f- like loads of fun, and I mean loads of fun. I just did D&D yesterday with the students at lunch on a Friday. And, I mean, I laughed my head off. It was... Uh, that happens twice a week. So I know twice a week. They know twice a week. They're going to get an hour of fun. They're going to enjoy themselves. They're going to laugh. They're going to um, be in ridiculous situations. So we have a player who's a wizard who's unpredictable. Her character is unpredictable. Um, she does things that is completely unpredictable. And she, they know that's going to happen. So they, they kind of – I temper it a little bit, but it's um, – you kind of have to. I don't want to ruin the story. Uh, it's hard to explain without spoiling anything, <laughs> but it's uh, it's interesting and it's fun to watch them kind of interact with each other. Um, it's been uh, loads of fun. So that is definitely something uh, that you you uh, you need to do. You need to make sure you are playing with people who make you comfortable, people you're comfortable with. And for me, um, playing with adults, um, I was very hesitant because I do it all online. I didn't know them to begin with. Very hesitant to do, per se, uh, like voices um, for characters. I'm not very good with voices, to be honest. But I I really am now quite comfortable doing it because uh, I, I think it, I try to make it usually funny or something silly. But they... I think they know also that I'm not very good at them, so they're, they, you know, there's some gentle ribbing going on there, which I think is hilarious. So you, once you're comfortable with people, once you find a guy who play with um, three authors who are absolutely amazing people, and um, I'm very comfortable uh, with them uh, now, and uh, it's just a huge amount of fun, so as well as the other adults that I that I play with. so And the students, of course, I've known them since they were 11, and now they're 17, and we've been playing D&D for four years. So it's um, that kind of thing's been really, really fun. And it, you get into a groove with people. So I think it's really about finding the right group. And you can do it. I got lucky, I think, online. but Because um, the group, the, the author group that I play with, honestly, I just joined that, uh, formed that via Twitter. I just put a thing out to people and just DM'd people. <laughs> and it was like, hey, do you want to try this? And they did. Two two didn't know how to play, and we just learn as we go, and two knew how to play. Um, and it's been like that. So uh, we one of them had to drop out because of you know other commitments, but 
we've got this core group of three authors and they're amazing so that's the way it goes um i guess the last thing that i can think of is that you should as a new player um pay attention to people um pay attention to your dm hopefully you have a good dm and i'm not calling myself a good dm um what i think i uh, am good at is telling a story and letting people explore the map or the game and i think that's what i'm good at i'm not so great at enforcing the rules so because i don't know all the rules uh and I don't think any DM does, and the players aren't expected to either. So what I think is good is what happens, especially when we play online, is that I try to find, let's find out the rules together. And I'll pause for a second, and I'll look up the rules. I don't want to make a mistake. I mean, in the student situation, I will give the students the benefit of the doubt, and then I'll look up the rules later and go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I should have done this, guys, and next time we might might not have as easy a time. So that's kind of what I do with that situation, if that makes sense. Um, so uh, that's something to keep in mind as a player is that you should be paying attention to the other players and their stories and the DM. Uh, you'll learn so much, especially if you're playing with players who already know how to play the game and you're brand new. Uh, you will learn a ton of stuff about D&D and how to play, how, to, how they're interacting, and if you pay attention to their story, when things come up within this, this the game that's related to their story, you can help or you can be as equally, you know, surprised or shocked and, and add to the story by your actions. And it's been a lot of fun seeing that with the other, with the students and the other adults I play with. So um, there's there's quite a few things there I've talked about, but really just letting other people talk, taking notes, speaking up, asking a lot of questions yet still letting other people take the floor, um, not getting upset with your roles, <laughs> you know, as in R-O-L-L, uh, the roles are the roles. If you roll a natural one, there are going to be negative consequences. You shouldn't be upset by that. Um, we're at the situation now with the students, I would say that I used to be kind of like, oh, are they going to get upset by a natural one? And usually they find it hilarious at this point because they know I'm going to I'm going to do something silly uh, um, consequence-wise, but it's not the end of the world. There's no real-life consequences, and the point is to have fun. So that's about it. Um, so that's why I say you should just go with the roles, embrace them. This is how it works. This is how the game works, and you shouldn't be upset by anything that happens in that way. If you find yourself you're not having fun, and you're not enjoying yourself and you're being frustrated or you're full of anxiety every time, then maybe you need to step back and go, why Why is that? Is it a someone at the table causing me anxiety or making me upset? Is it my own kind of, the game isn't meeting my expectations? On and on. You need to kind of step back and take a look at that. So I hope that was helpful. These are the things that I've been observing as a, as a DM. Um, I'd love to be a player uh, at some point, but uh, these are the things I've experienced. So hopefully that was helpful, and I will see you uh, next time. Take care. Bye-bye.